Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 123, and today we are going to be talking about my preparations for China and what it looks like when you are planning for staying somewhere for 10 months, almost an entire year, and uh, what to pack for, what to expect, and how to get ready for a new life adventure. So we're looking forward to it. And my buddy who has all the right questions in all the right places, my buddy Jared. What's going on, Jared? It's a sad day. It's been nice having you here over the summer. We haven't seen each other consistency for consistently for a while, but it's a sad day, everyone. But before we get all sad about it, you know, hug and make out on the show and whatnot. <laughs> let's uh, spread a little love. Hold on. Hey, how about we uh, spread a little love? There we go. And uh, follow us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. I went to Canada. You can see a picture of the Ambassador Bridge. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. I always post episodes there. Sometimes songs of the pod, but if the songs of the pod aren't there, you can bet your bippy they'll be on the YouTube <laughs> playlist. The, we have a YouTube song of the pod playlist. Also on the YouTube channel, you can see us live in action. You can see Chad moving his microphone right now. Uh, you could be that lucky to see that. You can also um, spread a little love with some five-star reviews on uh, iTunes and Stitcher. So yeah, dude. I, uh, on Instagram, there are pictures of the Ambassador Bridge, which is the bridge from Detroit, Michigan to Windsor, Ontario. And um, it's funny because from where I live, it's only about 30 minutes away. But it feels like a legitimate adventure, you know? Like, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going, I'm in a new country now. It feels almost the same as going to, like, Europe in a weird way. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um we took the bridge on the way there. And honestly, the only reason we went there, because we were just like, let's go somewhere for dinner. And then we are like, let's just go to Canada. Why not? And uh, so we got our passports and we went and uh, didn't get searched. You know, not that it would have been okay if we did, though. There was nothing. No contraband illegal. with no, you this no, time. No, they wouldn't have found anything. Uh, we didn't even go to duty free and get a, a liter of alcohol for $6. Uh, rookie mistake right there, Jerry. <laughs> um, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, we went to uh, like the Italian area of um, of uh, Windsor and got some great Italian food, and it was it was just cool to be able to drive thirty minutes to be like, all right, now we're eating dinner in Canada. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Did yeah. you did you also take a look at Detroit across the uh, river from the Windsor side? Uh, I, yeah, I remember seeing some good angles of the uh, Renaissance Center, nice. which is a staple of uh, Detroit, I would say for sure. Uh, it was a lot of fun. So um, I don't really have anything to say about that. I just like the idea. It was so funny how constantly in my head I was just like kind of jazzed about the fact that I was in a different country. It's like, it's, wow, is it's this fun. easy? It's fun going to Windsor when you are so close. Right. It's but really the thing great. is, I guess if you're in Europe, no one would get that excited about going. To, not, I didn't even get that excited about going to a different country when I was there visiting you. Right. I was just like, all right, now we're in Germany. Or yeah. Now we're in Czech Republic. Yeah, it's a little closer over there. And plus... Well, I know some people that uh, when I lived in Mayan a couple summers ago in Germany, they used to take like a, I forget what they called it. They had a special German word for it. And they would go get breakfast in France. Like they would stay up super late mm. and then they'd drive really early in the morning and go get breakfast in Paris and then come back. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. How long was the drive? I have no idea. Because if it's I like three or four hours. If it's a party night, that's... Um that's a lot of time, you know. Like, if if you're doing this after like a crazy night on the town, I don't want to drive for four hours. Right. And I don't want someone that's been partying all night to drive me for four hours. Right. Yeah. 
Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I agree with you, man. I'm, but the funny thing is, too, you know, here driving for four hours isn't really, doesn't seem that long to most yeah. Americans I know. But Europeans are like, it was a two hour drive? That's so long. Yeah. You know? Well, we always justify it with the classic Chicago to Detroit four hour trip because um, it takes an hour to fly to Chicago from the Detroit airport. Mm-hmm. However, most people can argue that um, it takes the exact same amount of time to drive versus flying because you have to factor in, you know, getting to the airport early, yep. uh, you know, get it, you know, then landing, getting off the airport, getting a ride to wherever you're going. Mm-hmm. And if you factor all that stuff in, it's actually probably about the same time if to just drive to your location. Absolutely. And I agree. I hate airports. It's just way less stressful to to be in your own space. You can eat. Uh, you know, it's not great food, but it's better. Eat, but it's, it's a great expensive. excuse if you if you eat at the restaurants in the terminals. Yes, can be pretty expensive. And it's a great excuse when you're driving to eat crappy food. That's always true. Yeah. Yeah. Terminal food is expensive and not that great. And airplane food is well. I guess if it's an hour flight, essentially non-existent. Guess guess how much I paid for when I came back from D.C. I was starving. Or no, actually, before I left, and I and McDonald's was right my by my terminal, so I went to McDonald's. Uh-huh. Take a guess. He gave him how much it cost to get a, a meal. So chicken nuggets, <laughs> fries, and a drink. Seven dollars. I think it was like nine something. Wow. How yeah. many chicken nuggets did you get? Ten. <laughs> I should have. I should have just. I should have just got the, the twenty piece because the twenty piece was five dollars. That's, That's how they get you. That's how they get you. Yep. But going without the fries is a hard one to do for me. And I, I don't mind Intense McDonald's fries. They're pretty good. Yeah, but McDonald's leaves a weird taste in my stomach these days. Mm. Uh, I want to become a Popeye's person. Have you been seeing about this Popeye's versus Chick-fil-A? Uh, not at all. No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, don't even worry about it then. It's not even worth it. You're not even worth it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you are going to China soon. Yep. And that's why we're here today on your final day here in Michigan. Yep. And um, we were talking about recently health and safety, and that was a big part of your preparation for going to China. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about how you're, uh, I gave you a Z pack because I was like, listen, um, I know you're getting some of these, but you can use as many as you can get because um, you are convinced that you're going to have some bathroom situations. Probably. Yep. Another concern there is also mosquitoes and malaria and, and that. Mm-hmm. And I was mentioning uh, you need some industrial strength. Uh, animal. No, excuse me, bug repellent. So I. Yep. Oh, you got a little. Got you some. Ooh. Industrial strength bug repellent. Look at that. It's a 12 lotion. Twelve hours. It's pretty Goodness. aggressive. Take it open and just give it a whiff. Don't uh, stick your entire nose in there. It doesn't smell bad, but it just is very uh, pungent. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But okay. that there is what go. I bought when I went to Tanzania. And obviously, that's not going to last you 10 months. It's got that DEET. This is good stuff right here, buddy. That's t- top quality. Uh, what is DEET? DEET is what they tell you. Yeet. <laughs> Yeet. No. Uh, DEET is what you what you want. Um, they say it's one of the best mosquito repellents out there. Oh, well, there you go. So ta- only the best for my co-host, Chad. Perfect. I appreciate it, buddy. I'm yeah, gonna man. I'm to take this with me. I have a small pharmacy, more or less, going with me over there. <laughs> Um, They're going to think you're a drug kingpin. You know that. <laughs> They're like, oh, my God. He's bringing in all this Sudafed. He's going to make some bathroom drugs. <laughs> what um, what kind of stuff did you bring? You have a small pharmacy. What does that include? So I brought um, 
Let's see here. I always blank on the uh, antihistamines. I brought some allergy. Oh, that's meds, what you used to make uh, meth, I think. It's well, no, it's Sudafed. Sudafed. It's well, oh, okay. I have some Sudafed as well. <laughs> uh, all, all these are generics, by the way, people. Mm-hmm. Unless you have an adverse reaction, I would highly suggest just getting generics. Same stuff, way cheaper. Um, I have some Pedialyte because I have, uh, not for hangovers, believe it or not, but more so... Because you're a child. Yes. And to rehydrate yourself afterwards. After uh, what? After the bathroom episodes that oh, will probably happen. Yep. Uh, let's see here. You're what so else? oddly prepared. Uh, some Pepto-Bismol for your tummy. Wow. Some Tums as well. Let's Jesus see Jesus Christ. Have you ever gotten heartburn before? I have not. But you think this is the time? Might be. You never know. This is the way I look at it, Jared, with my little... Little mini pharmacy here. <laughs> I figure at least the first couple months I'm there, if anything goes down, I won't have to worry about trying to go out and get something. Right. You know, so as long as it happens at home, and as far as I know right now, where I'll be working should be within walking distance of my apartment. So so things can be easily taken care it of. It sounds like you have more than enough to keep you going oh, for the entire time. Definitely. Have some cold medicine. Also, when you were in Czech Republic, how often did you get sick? I think twice, three times. Okay. What kind of sick did you get? Did you really get sick that many times? Once was a pretty bad stomach ache. Oh. Um, I know. It was it was bad. Um, <laughs> another sorry. one That's Another nice. one was... Uh, you're not a very good doctor, Jared. <laughs> uh, let's, oh. let, let's see. <laughs> your little tummy hurt. <laughs> let's see here. What else? Um, uh, and then, like, a cold. And I think that's about it. Okay. All right. But I, I understand there are, these are different circumstances. Right. All right. Well, we'll talk about that later. I just wanted to um, give you a little gift, a little going away gift, right. something uh, to keep you uh, safe while you're there. Uh, I guess I'll show, you, I'll show you later. I took a picture before I started packing, and you can see all my junk and my suitcases. Okay. So okay. I figure that would be kind of interesting, not only for you to see, but for our listeners out there who are curious, you know, what, you what might, the heck do you, you bring You might see months? that picture. Uh, you might. You never know. Um, but for now... I'd say we spread a little love. I agree, Jared. I agree. And we'll get back to your uh, impending move in a second. So the first one, the first shout out I have for today goes out to a woman named Jackie Berglund, who uh, has started this, uh, what they call, I guess, a reverse food truck. But basically what she does is she, uh, let's see here. I'm trying to read it here. So they were trying to um, brew this beer. That um, I guess what they have been doing now is they've been donating the profits um, to uh, different food banks and stuff. So basically, their their motto here, Jared, is this we is turn how chat teaches people. He's like, hold on, hold on, let me right. read this as I'm trying to explain it. At the That's same right. Time. I just uh, pick things. So <laughs> so they turn beer into food is their motto. So I think that's awesome. So basically, what they do is um, what's up with the truck. So the truck here, so it's a reverse food truck, right? So um, it's a food drive. So basically, I'm assuming... Oh, people donate food to the truck. Exactly. Is that what we're assuming? Because you didn't read the article? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I yes. don't. I don't know why I'm being so feisty today. You, you are being awful feisty today, but yeah, I think it's great though. <laughs> I'm so just sad that you're leaving. That's I'm fair. Taking, I'm not handling Take, it well. Taking it out on me. That's fair. Yeah. Joe. But yeah, I just think it's amazing though that they have basically turned this brewery into uh, using the profits to uh, have this reverse food truck. And I love the concept of a reverse food truck. Yeah. It's yeah. really awesome. It would be cool if they could sell beer out of it, but I'm sure you can't sell beer out of a truck. Pro- probably. I don't know. 
So I feel like in Louisiana, you could probably... Is that where they are? No, no, no. They're in Minnesota. Uh, well, I'm just thinking in Louisiana, I remember you telling me about the drive through Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you could do there a drive through daiquiri places there. Daiquiri place? Why couldn't you have a drive through beer place? That's true. And there are drive through liquor stores also in the South. Right. And actually Colorado, too, I remember going to so one. So see, there you go. Um, but yeah, so I think this is great what uh, Jackie Birdland is doing. So big ups to her, and I think that's really amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would be a, that would be a cool, that looks like a cool brewery. I'm looking at a picture of the brewery. So my last shout out for today, only okay. two today, Spread a little love. goes out to a church in Arkansas, spelled Arkansas, in case you didn't know. Arkansas. Ar- or Arkansas, I guess. John Arkansas, nice to meet you. And, uh, and the church in Arkansas, though, Jared, paid off $3 million in medical debt for people in the community, hmm. uh, which is great. So they... Basically, the city church has partnered with a national nonprofit, and they wanted to turn a $26,000 donation, um, but then it eventually went up to $3 million. Why would you skip that very important part in the middle? Why can't you just read I was, it? I was, I was going to get there. Oh, okay. Get there. <laughs> because, Jared, they teach us in school, if you just read it word for word, in a way, we're plagiarizing. I'm trying to put this in my own Not words. Not if you uh, give them credit. That's fair. That's fair. Also, no one thinks you wrote this, by the way. That is also true. I'm not a I'm Chad not a does the lowest level of uh, p- preparation. <laughs> but <laughs> you're, you're really on great. me today. God damn it, Jared. Uh-huh. So, I didn't even mean that as an insult. He's just that good is what I'm getting at. So what uh, what Jared wanted me to read, though, is there. this has turned into life-changing gifts for 1,589 people in central Arkansas. Um, so, yeah, so I think this is really great. The fact that they have wiped out more than $3 million worth yeah. of medical bills. I wonder how they get that news. Do they just open their account and it's at zero? Yeah, I, that's a good or question. Or, like, is someone calling 1,500, you know, essentially 1,600 people right. and be like, good news. All right, bye-bye. I got to go. Also, also, <laughs> also I don't... going to be here for months doing this. Right. Also, <laughs> I don't know how they, how they pay for it. Like, do they just, like, here's $3 million, like, choose whoever you want. Like, yeah, I, don't I don't know how, how they, they works do that either. either. Is it only members of their congregation? I have no idea. Yeah, that's a good point. How do you choose that? Right. There are also people that this maybe makes a little more sense that'll like go to uh, gro- uh, stores around the around the town and pay off people's layaway around Christmas or something about all some. For some reason, that seems easier than paying off like debt and loans and stuff like that. Right. That seems so complicated. Especially I barely know how to. Like it's it takes effort for me to find my loan information. Like I'd be like, oh, what's my password? How do I? Uh, what's the account number? It's like, and now then some stranger gonna show up and pay it. I'm like, right. Wow, all right. Right. There you go. Yeah. But it's this. Although this is an amazing and heartwarming story, Jared. Yeah. It also, sadly, I think you know where I'm going with this. I maybe. do. I it do. does. It does highlight one of the big issues we have in the United States, which mm-hmm. is how expensive uh, medical care is. And I'll I'll be honest with you, Jared. I went without a couple. They they weren't super important procedures, but my doctor wanted me to get a blood test to test my cholesterol levels, and uh, and I was gonna do that. And then when we called them, because I only have major medical insurance right now, which basically means if I were to get in a car accident and was hospitalized, organs are still fresh. That's right. Um, (laughs) If I were to, if it's anything catastrophic, I'm covered. But basic stuff, I'm not covered. So I'm Mm. not covered for my checkups and no prescription coverage nothing um and so i was gonna get my blood tested for or my triglycerides tested and it turned out being over five hundred dollars wow yeah yeah that's ridiculous and they're not doing it so hopefully i don't have high cholesterol 
um, I guess so. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a concern I never thought about that you have. Do you think about that uh, in your, like post China, or do you just not concern yourself with that at this point? I that's have months a, away. I have a weird feeling that um, I think after China, I'm hoping I'll actually be a little healthier. That's like a. I have this weird feeling because when I was in the Czech Republic, I was sounds like someone that's dying soon would say. I was, uh, (laughs) I was walking, I was walking around more in the Czech Republic. I have a feeling it will be the same in China. Right, walking around more. I think you're definitely gonna sweat more in China. Yep, I think I'll also be eating a lot different foods over there. Hopefully, healthier foods as well. What I meant though was um, the medical insurance. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm super worried. I don't okay. know what's gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. What What will probably happen is I'll just go with the major medical plan again mm-hmm. because it's because if we looked into other plans for me, and one of them that would have covered doctor's visits and stuff, take a guess how much that insurance would have cost me per month. Probably like a thousand dollars. Eight hundred dollars a month. Jesus Christ. And there's still like a rather large deductible on right. it. So yeah. Yeah. But the whole reason why I brought this up though, Jared, was not to tell my sob story here. But what's interesting <laughs> is that approximately twenty yeah, percent uh, of American adults have unpaid medical bills. Uh, now, I don't know if this say means, that again. So what approximately twenty percent of Jeez, American adults have unpaid medical bills. Now, I don't know if this means that they're in debt. Or, or they have a payment plan or what, but still the fact that... I think that just means there's 20% of people have like a balance that they have to pay for medical reasons. Right. Of and it's, some ex- sort. it's expensive. Yeah. It's very expensive. So yeah. it's great that this church uh, in Arkansas has paid off all of this money. So we yeah. send all of our love to... Oh, does it say the church? It does not say the church. So there you go. City Church. Thank you. City Church in... <laughs> I believe Russellville, Arkansas. So there you go. Yep. Alrighty. Cool. Well, Jared, I think you know what time it is. I do. The actual clock jumped the gun, but we won't have any of those shenanigans happening Scoot anymore. This over so Jared can't peep on my untranslatable. This is the untranslatable owl because we're about to share some new untranslatable phrases, which are idioms, sayings, proverbs, uh, axioms. Uh, that don't make any sense if you translate them directly to English but have a meaning in a different language. And uh, you're welcome to send us some on uh, any of the social medias or our web- email on translatablepodcast.gmail.com. Uh, we do them every episode. So, Jared, mind if I start us off? Sure, man. I've got a Russian one for you today. I wanted to stick with the kind of Slavic language thing a little bit. Are you feeling a little homesick? Of the Czech Republic? Old homesick, yeah. A little bit, yeah. Uh, so here we go. Um, so it is Veshat Lapuna Ushi. Do you remember what Ushi means? No. In Czech? It's the same in Czech and Russian. But I've heard it before. Ushi is ears. Okay. I think the Czech untranslatable, if I remember correctly, it was like behind your ears or something like that. Okay. Um, and I thought it means like a clever person. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Um, but anyways, so to hang noodles on your ears is what this means, Jared. Veshat Lapuna Ushi. To hang noodles on your ears. To hang noodles on your ears. And this is Russian. Mm-hmm. Is that to make yourself out to be a fool? Embarrass yourself? I think the judge... Uh, oh. Am I going farther away? You're, yeah. Oh. I w- so, Jared, for, for example, if I told you... Um, oh, yeah, buddy. Actually, you know, I'm not flying to China tomorrow. I'm going to fly to China next week. Um, I'm really just hanging noodles on your ears. You're just messing with me, pulling my leg. Yeah, or lying to somebody. Lying. Oh, just mm-hmm. straight up lying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm not that. I don't get a ham hormone yeah. for that. Yeah. Pathetic. Uh, anyway, or I'd say maybe this could equate to pulling somebody's leg too. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay. 
My next one is, uh, or my first one is Swiss German. Mm-hmm. And it goes, Sitzende Sager ich eber so viel Vers via in Legunde Schisser. What language is this again? Swiss German. That's what I thought it was, okay. Sitzende Sager ich eber so viel Vert via in Legunde Schisser. I sound a little Italian a little bit down that one. Yeah, give me the English translation. A seated salmon is worth <laughs> as much as a supine shit. Or excuse me, I got it. As much as a supine shitter. What's supine? I think that's like lying down. I th- maybe yeah. It's like supine it like position. Yes, is it laying? Huh. The supine position means lying horizontally with the face and torso facing up. Okay. Uh huh. So. So it's like that's not worth much, or, uh, is, or no. something useless. Um, hmm. No, that's not it. Can you give me a clue? Um, a seated salmon is worth as much as a supine shitter. Uh, it essentially so it's means not useful. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess right? that's fair. That's fair. It essentially means yeah. No, that's hey, listen. <laughs> the judges were over there waving their hands like, just shut up, listen to us. Uh, the reason I was confused is because the meaning that they gave was you have to make an effort yourself, get up and do something if if, cer- uh, if certain work is to be done properly. But it's essentially saying stop being lazy and do it. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay, all right. I'll give you I'll give you another Russian one, Jared. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see if I can say it. Viperknut is stanov, which means to jump out of their pants. Is that like to uh, be surprised? I'll give it to you. Or shocked? I would say overexcited. Overexcited. But I'll give it to you. Okay. I'll give it to you. I'm going to top this off real quick. Uh, my next one is Hindi, and it's Bagal Main Bakcha Shahar Main Dehindora. And it means child being under your armpit while you made chaos in the city. The child is under your armpit while you made chaos in the city. Let's say it that way. So is it like when you're when you're out and about and is it like when someone does something behind your back? No. But we here in the United States have an untranslatable that has something to do with your nose. Oh, it's right under your nose? There you go. Ooh. That that answer was definitely not right under my nose until you gave me that tip. That's yeah, sure. I didn't think the tip would be that clear. Right. Well, Jared. But I'm terrible at tips. I decided, in lieu of heading to China, I'd give you a Chinese untranslatable for okay. today. Have you made any pr- uh, effort on the Mandarin? No. No, I That's hate to admit no it. I hate to admit it. not on YouTube. I'm going to be honest. I, I have been too lazy. I've been enjoying my time here with my friends yeah. and family. That's the thing. You definitely can't say you've been too busy. No, I've been too lazy. Yeah, it's not busyness. Um, that's for sure. I'm hoping once I get over there and start to get settled um, to block out time every day in my schedule to mm, learn it. Okay. I are do you, have two pocket dictionaries going with me and a bunch of apps on my phone. Are you going to try to find a teacher? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, How does I, that work? I'm, well, I'm hoping to do it similarly to the way I did it in the Czech Republic, which was okay. Um, me teach them English and then they will teach me uh, right. Mandarin. But anyway, so here we go. This, uh, this one is Chinese or Mandarin, and it is... Yi Ming Jin Ren. And Ooh, this, I like how that sounds. And this, I probably screwed up the tones. That's okay. But uh, what this means, though, Jared, is uh, let's see here. The phrase means a sound that surprises people. 
A sound that surprises people. Huh. Any ideas? This is a tough one. Can you give me some sort of hint? I don't even know where to go with this. So, so Jared, say, say I get over to China and uh, for some odd reason decide to whip out my travel guitar on the corner. And then uh, you Which see me. I can imagine happening. And you see me in the news in the States. American goes viral in China for uh, playing guitar in the corner. And then you could say, you could say, uh, oh, that was the sound that surprises people. Uh, like you weren't expecting that from. Uh, you weren't expecting that from someone? <laughs> uh, sorry, everybody. The soundboard will off with another Chinese untranslatable. Um, not quite, Jared. It means to become famous overnight. Oh, uh, interesting. It's like a... That's why I try to say viral. Yeah. It's like a okay. quick... But yeah, that's a tough one. Wait, so say 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 the, uh, the untranslatable again in English. Uh, a the... sound that surprises people. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like your 15 minutes of fame. Exactly. Okay. And I have one more. Okay. And it's uh, Luxembourgish. Did you know that was a language? I did not. Do you know how to check? Is there, if there's a little uh, at oh, the top? Oh, thank you. Yep, Jesus I Christ. See it. Chat's a... I was looking for it. I it couldn't see it. Me. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> my, uh, so it shocks me. Anyway, my... So Luxembourgish seems to have some either Dutch or German in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, van den Hond net geschas het dan... Het en den hoiskrit. Can you say that one more time? Sure. Yeah, you might actually be able to get this yeah. one. Van den hond net geschas het. Okay, wait, stop. So, like, the, the dog wasn't shot? No. It wasn't closed on the dog? No. Shies. Oh, Shas. oh. Geschas is... Oh, and the dog didn't shit. If the dog hadn't pooped... Okay, thank you. Because uh, het at the end. Yeah. Het... And then hoiskrit. Then something about in the house. Or hus, excuse me, not hoist. Hus. Uh, that's house, but what's the end? No, of it? it's not. It's not. Hair. Uh, he oh. would have gotten the hair. If the dog hadn't pooed, he would have gotten the hair. Huh. Hus. H U E S is like a hus, right? Because that would be kind of like an umlaut hus? situation. Maybe hus? I, I don't know. Hus. I don't, I don't speak Luxembourgish. If the dog hadn't pooed, he would have gotten the hair. So is that like you can't, you got to pay attention, you can't be sidetracked? Mm, a little no. more specific. Hmm. Can you give me give me a tip? Um, let's say um, Larry King emailed us for um for an interview as usual and you were like oh sweet i'll totally reply and then i'm like hey uh did you reply you're like oh no i'll do it now and then he's like never mind you took too long um they would say if the dog i would say to you if the dog hadn't pooed so you just lose, the lost, hair. lost your opportunity there you go too late you snooze you lose jerry yes you snooze, it's just you a, lose people yeah missed opportunities okay I like that. Well, Jared, those have been some fantastic untranslatables. And I hope in the future you bring some more Luxembourgish to the table because that was uh, Yeah, cool. I had it cross my mind. I would also say you're trying to not miss opportunities. For mm-hmm. example, going to China. You've traveled a lot, um, but they have most, it has mostly been to places that you're comfortable with. So you've, mm-hmm. gone, to, uh, you've gone to Germany a few times. Yep. You've been to Austria which is essentially uh, 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 
Germany, but with some class. Um, <laughs> oh, our German listeners are going to be happy to hear that. <laughs> um, you, um, you've obviously been here in the U.S., but you've never really gone out of your travel comfort zone. I'd agree with that 100%. Um, and this is a big move for you. Yeah. So first of all, let's, when do you even leave? I don't even really know for sure. So I leave on Sunday. Okay, which is tomorrow. tomorrow. Breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, we have to now. Yep, yep. Shit's getting real, and and I don't know the actual answer. And then uh, the flight is, I think, 13 hours, direct from Detroit to Beijing. That's nice. Yep, yep. And I have Get it over with. Exactly. I have my noise-canceling headphones ready to go. The, The longest flight I've been on was 12 hours, and before that, the longest flight I'd been on was probably about eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And what I found is that didn't feel much different at that point. That's kind of what I figured. Yeah. Like my parents were like, oh, that's such a long flight. And I'm like, well, we've gone eight or nine hours. I mean, what's another four or five hours? Oh, remember I told you about the Qantas flight? Yeah. That was 19 hours. Mm-hmm. They're, in, they're now in the testing stage of one that's going to be 20 hours. I don't remember exactly what the route was, but they're testing that even longer. No, that's one. a long flight. I would say I would say anything after fourteen or fifteen is getting. You really might notice long. that one. You might notice that one. Yeah. I, oh man, I would agree. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Okay, yeah. twelve hours. That's or thirteen hours. 13 that's hours. your longest flight. And but what direct flight for that long is amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I yeah, you don't have to worry about layovers or getting your bags or going through customs mm-hmm. more than re-getting your bags again and rechecking them that's exactly. so annoying exactly and i feel bad because i was talking to a colleague of mine named jessica and she has i think she has to take four flights no yeah why well here i can here i'll i'll pull up i'll pull it up four flights yeah because she's so, because of the city in china yeah because and where she lives well so here let me let me look it up real quick okay so, so here, so she she goes, uh, DC to Dallas, to Beijing, to Chengdu, and then from Chengdu to Guiyang. DC to Dallas to Beijing, to Chengdu to Guiyang. That's five, isn't it? I guess so, right? Well, she starts in DC, so then one would be Dallas. Well, I guess if you count DC, yeah, five. Isn't that wild though? And the, I think the main <sighs> reason for me though is, is she is located in a more kind of. I think her city is it's not anywhere near Beijing. That's why she has to fly twice in China, right? right? Whereas for me, I'm a two-hour train ride from Beijing. So I got very lucky mm. with my placement that I am not too far from Beijing. Yeah, that would be awful. That that's that that's a lot of especially when you're has she been to China before? Never. That's a lot. That's a lot to adjust to. Right. And the other nice thing too, Jared, is there will be two other colleagues of mine actually on my flight. They have layovers in Detroit. Really? Yep. Oh, they have layovers. Yeah. You really got lucky. I did, yeah. Um, and they're going to Beijing, and you guys are going to orientation together. Mm-hmm. See, that helps a lot. That makes already makes it a little bit easier because you already know that you're not going into it alone. Absolutely, and and both of them have been to China before. Oh, oh, so so you're good. Yep. And the other thing is, there have will be, been or they've worked in China before. Both have worked. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the other nice thing is too because is ben I found mean out. Anything. Right. The other nice, well, it helps, kinda. but it doesn't mean anything as being able to like navigate a city. Right. Um, but the other nice thing is too is we'll have a driver pick us up at the airport and drop oh. us right off to the hotel. Oh, so, so you they don't take even care need of them. us. Yeah, they take care of us. Wow. Really well. I'm lucky. Five star treatment. Right. I mean, for me in the Czech Republic, it was not this easy. But then again, I felt more comfortable there because I had been to the Czech Republic before. Right. I've been to the EU, whereas. I'd never been to China, and so it'll be quite an experience just getting off the plane. 
are you gonna have an operating phone as soon as you get there, or do you have to get it as soon as you get? Like you have to get a phone when you get there. I have I have to find out actually because I think you can get SIM cards at the airport. So the airport. answer is no. Well, I'll get one within the first couple of days for sure. Right, right, right. But you're not gonna show up there with a phone already ready to go. Nope. Nope. Okay. How's there, um, you know, I know you're all concerned about the security of the internet, but um, how's there, um, like, availability of, of internet throughout what, the city? You mean Wi-Fi? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's everywhere. Oh, or really? A lot of places, yeah. That, I got the feeling, it's that seems like it would be that kind of place. Mm-hmm. That See, that helps, too. So even when you get there, you're, you're, you could still use your American phone and... Well... Oh, I, so forgot. The, I guess you can't iMessage. Well, you can iMessage. That's okay. fine. So well, we they have iPhones there, contact. of course. But no, the, the, they made them. The thing is, right? The thing is, is that it's it's the same in some places in Germany where if you want to connect to the Wi-Fi, you have to send a code to your phone, and you oh. have to have cell phone service. That's where they get you. So some, so I've heard like Westernized places, like if you go to Starbucks or McDonald's. You can get Wi-Fi, and I don't think you need a Chinese number. But other smaller places, you might need a Chinese number to mm. like send a code so you can actually log on to the Wi-Fi. Okay. Okay. I think that might also be for security reasons. All right. Can I get a sip of your... You sure. know, I, you asked if I need a water, sure. and I said no. And you're like, you sure? I yeah. said, no, I'm fine. I'm strong. That's right. J- Jared likes to be fickle sometimes, but I appreciate Ooh, I appreciate that. That's the, good. It's good stuff, isn't it? All right. What are your nerves like right now? I'm feeling good about it. I think... Bless you. I think the big thing about my nerves was getting everything packed. Mm. And the funny thing was at first... Why's that? Just because... So now after having been in the Czech Republic for 10 months, I somewhat... On, on some extent, I know what I need and what I don't need. On the other hand, now that I'm going to such a new place with a different climate right. and everything, I really don't know. I also Do don't Are know. winters a thing there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does but it my, get like legitimately cold? It gets cold, but I don't think they get a ton of snow where I will be. Okay. But you, you need to be like yeah. pr- rather prepared so, for that. So let me let me give you the lowdown on what I've packed, Jared. Okay. Because I've, I've now that I've done it all, I have it fresh in my memory. So, well, for, let, let's play a little guessing game. How many pairs of shoes do you think I took with me? Four. Okay, so including the pair I'm wearing, you have four shoes total, four pairs of shoes total. Okay, so you're you're very close. I have four in my suitcase. Wow. So I have a pair of slip-ons, like because they're Vans kind of slip-ons. Vans slip-ons. I have two pairs of like dressier shoes that I can wear to teach in or for a more formal occasion. A pair of black ones, a pair of brown ones. Right. Okay. So the Vans, and then I have a actually no, I've now I have my sambas. You have to take the sambas. They're my workout shoes, table tennis shoes. You betcha. Oh, are you going to get some good table tennis playing in? I hope so. I, I didn't even my think paddle, about actually. that. We can talk about that in a minute. But yeah, so so um, Vans, two pairs of dressier shoes, Sambas. Then I have a pair of like Nike. They're like Nike high tops, but they're waterproof and they're like insulated. Oh, yeah, so I use them for ones. the winter. Yep, you've mm-hmm. seen them. Um, so, so that's five. And then I'm taking a pair of comfy Jordans that I took with me to the Czech Republic. Wow. Okay. So. What, what, what sort of receptacle, luggage receptacle, are you using? I'm using two large... It's They're like duffel bags, but they're like... Like rolly duffel, duffel bags? Cases, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, I got you. Yeah. And, you got to have a rolly. Oh, for sure. And the funny thing was, is at first, I was only going to take one of the large duffel bags and a smaller Adidas like duffel bag, yeah. like a gym bag almost. And then when I, pa- I put up all my stuff on the bed just to kind of sort through it and see, okay, what will I need? What do I don't need? 
Um, now I realize there's no way I'm fitting all this stuff in. Those. What's the protocol for luggage? Like, what airline are you taking? So, I'm, so here's the good thing. So I'm taking Delta there. Okay. And I have two checked bags that mm-hmm. are free. They are up to 50 pounds. Okay. So that's two great. check bag. Oh wow. When I went to the Czech Republic, I only had one check bag for 50 pounds. So okay. I don't. I now in hindsight do not know how I went. Is to it the, the Czech airline? Republic. It's an airline. I went oh, okay. with Lufthansa instead of Delta uh, to the Czech yeah, Republic. Yeah. Wow. But that's the, impressive. But the crazy thing is, is that I don't know in hindsight now how I went to the Czech Republic with one check bag and my backpack. But you did buy stuff. I bought way too much stuff over there. Uh, but that still is an impressive feat, especially yeah. for 10 months. Absolutely. And, and you had sort of, I don't want to say unnecessary stuff, but then you also had like podcast stuff. Yep. Yep. And guitar um, stuff. Yeah. 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 Presents. I brought some small f- presents mm. for Oh, that's friends. very nice of you. And I, and I did the same thing. I spent way too much money the other day, uh, but I bought all sorts of Michigan stuff. I got, po- I got cheap stuff like postcards, but I also bought some pens. Um, believe it or not, I've been told, I don't know if this is true, but I've been told um, like little collector spoons are kind of cool over there because they don't hmm. usually use spoons right i mean they might with soup but so i found but they don't really use cool. like our style of spoons. exactly exactly also i bought a little thing of travel utensils because i'm so oh terrible gosh. with chopsticks dude so i'm gonna be that guy at the restaurant let's say how much how more it's way more embarrassing to be the guy bringing out your own western utensils at a restaurant well, you can't use chopsticks at all. I can, but it takes me forever. Okay. Have you ever eaten ramen with chopsticks? I've not. No. Have not you ever eaten ramen? ramen? Yeah, I'm not a big ramen guy, but I've Dude, had ramen. You, you you don't even like ramen? It's oh my god. But ramen's more of a Japanese thing, isn't it? It is. It is a Japanese thing. I'm just thinking about what? your experience when it comes to right. China. Well, well, yeah, I'm really ramen curious scares to see what you. the. What the what, <laughs> well, it doesn't scare me. I'm just not a big noodles guy in general. I don't even eat very much pasta. Okay. Yeah. You're a, you're a well. Okay. I have one <laughs> more question. Okay. So Jared has one more question for me. I'm sure you got more than one. But. Oh, yeah. I guess that's a weird way to say it. I have more <laughs> than one question for you. Did you have to make any tough packing decisions? Now, luckily, you got to bring double the stuff, essentially, mm-hmm. this time. Yep. So you actually got to be, make it be a little bit more uh, lax with your decision making. But you still are going to be gone for 10 months. And this still is not 10 months worth of... Uh, 10 months worth of... Um, stuff you're bringing so what kind of tough decisions did you have to didn't make? have to make any tough ones okay was, so that was a long was, question it for, was uh, it was super nope. it was super easy um just because I, and the funny thing was when i had everything laid out on my bed at first i was like oh i'm not going to be able to fit this i have room for more junk oh nice it's awesome and you're like, gonna probably bring back junk too yep well and yeah and little, little teaser alert if if i like it over there and there's an opportunity to extend my contract i probably will Right. So then I'll probably leave a lot of the stuff I taught with over there mm. um, when I come back for the summer. But don't want to jump the gun too much on that. But um, yeah, that's just a possibility. But but so let me tell you. So so you're we covered coach? the shoes. You're in coach on the flight. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 You, they said you said they were paying for right. Yeah. I didn't know. Maybe they were like uh, that. Hey, would have been nice. Treat yourself. I've heard. I've heard you can upgrade, but you have to pay for that yourself. So see that actually might be worth it because then the upgrade is what a couple hundred dollars. I think it's six or seven. That's not terrible. I would consider that. I would consider that, especially for a 13-hour flight. But I understand you also it's not necessary. You're just on different baller level status. That, I am balling also, so there's that. So we talked about shoes, and the reason why I brought so many shoes, Jared, is even though I don't have huge feet, I wear like a nine and a half or a ten, depending on the shoe, um, I've been told it can be difficult to find nine and a halfs and tens in China. Mm. So Well, um, 
No, I don't know if this is offensive, but they probably on average have a smaller shoe size than we do in America. And I bet uh, like a nine or a 10 is, is like my struggles with trying to find an 11 here or something like that. Sure. Yeah. And so that's why I brought extra shoes. Um, otherwise, I probably would have just brought three pairs. I feel like it's not. I, I can't imagine it'd be that hard to find shoes. Uh, that's that's what I, I was told. How, how is that possible? I, I don't know. I mean, I know a couple really tall Chinese guys that wear like sevens and eights and they're taller than me. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's just that the size is that far out of the uh, range. Right. And you might be able to find them, but you wouldn't That's have like a lot Shaq of options. That's like Shaq trying to find shoes. And- right. Right. <laughs> um, and, but the other nice thing, too, with having two bags is I've also been able to... Uh, I brought a couple flannels. Okay. Pumped about my flannels. Um, two hoodies. Let's see here. Two flannels, two hoodies. I'm bringing my suit. I'm also bringing a sport coat, like a blazer. Right. I'm also hoping to get a tailored suit over there Ooh, as well. Ooh, fancy. Getting a navy blue one, I think, because those look really nice. Oh, brilliant. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, and so it was really yeah. good though, Jared. I have to say, once I once I dispersed my little mini pharmacy going with me, um, and then I started to realize, okay, I can really do this, and both suitcases should be well under 50 pounds. I would guess they're about 35 or 40 right now. Okay, so that's pretty good. Yep. All right. Um... What's the first thing you have to do when you get there? Like, where are you going to be driven to? Uh, the ho- the hotel is near the, I think they call it the Embassy District in Beijing. So they take you to the hotel and then um, and then you drop off your stuff and then you go to like the, and the or do you have like the day to yourself? The, the f- yeah, the first day I just have to myself, which is great. Interesting. So, what are you going to do? What are you, Any plans, any thoughts? So I might go have dinner sleep. with a couple of my colleagues. Definitely sleep. And the other thing, why I have this over here, is... Another big thing that I am bringing is a travel guitar, which is a must. Chad's going to play for us on the podcast. I'm not going to play for you. You could probably plug that into your uh, oh, I easily could. audio interface. Oh, I can't because we're using both of the... That's true. The you things, can unplug me. It's okay. For all of our people on YouTube, this is... Oh, wow. I've what never... I, what I'll be taking. I've never Take seen this thing before. Jared. So it's, uh, it's made by a company called Traveler Guitars. Looks great with Jared playing it. Fits him perfectly, although you play guitar lefty, but hey, that's all right. I think lefty guitar looks cooler, to be honest. But the cool thing about this guitar, though, is uh, it fits very conveniently in the overhead bin of a plane and a train. There we go. I don't know if it's in tune. But uh, but yeah, so it's uh, it's great. And the other cool thing about this, though, Jared, and why I love this thing so much, is that on this end of it right here, if you can, if you can see, there's... Yes. A regular quarter inch jack. So yes. that's like for guitar amp. Then you have here, this is the headphone jack. Mm-hmm. And this is. <laughs> sorry, got a text message. Oh, and I was this, like, what just happened? And this is um, for like your iPod or your phone. You can plug in. So here. it's like that's an input. Yep. So you could have like a drum line or a drum or a not, jam or a drum. by myself. Interesting. Yep. So yep. you could like on YouTube just pull up like a drummer. Yeah. And play guitar along to the drummer. Yep, as long as you have that that right type of cable, absolutely. Awesome. And, have you done that before? Uh, actually, no, I haven't, because I usually just play through my computer. And ah, okay. Do that. But, um, yeah, and I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, this thing, uh, I took this with me to Germany, and it's uh, it's great. I didn't take this one with me to Czech Republic. I have a different one. I took oh, really? I took Czech Republic, yeah. Um, Chad's got so many toys. I do. I, I love my guitars. Has spent months unemployed. You seem to have a lot of toys. I've had these toys for a while. I've had this <laughs> oh, one for okay. probably three years, maybe four now. Yeah, four years. I bought it in 2015. 
Um, but yeah, but the nice thing about this though, Jared, is that um, I'm hoping to use this to combat any long delays places, mm. um, whether that be in the airport or wherever. And uh, you do yeah. take it everywhere. I do. I remember yeah. you telling me that. Like, I remember asking you on one podcast. I said, "Like, how long does the trip have to be for you to bring it with you?" And you're like, uh, "A night." Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. I took it with me to DC, and I was there for four days, five days. Okay. So yeah, so I'm looking forward to having that with me as well. And the other good thing is I can pack some extra stuff in here if I need to. Okay. Well, like I have speaking a of packing extra things, there, yeah? are you bringing any snacks? Nope. As of yet, I don't have any snacks with me now. Have you thought about it? Not really, no. Okay. Maybe I should. At least for the uh, plane ride, plane flight. Right. Maybe I'll bring my... My mom made some really good homemade chocolate chip cookies. So she has maybe. them here now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can oh, can I go when I'm really hungry? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, have you... Uh, so what's your social plan when you get there? Not, not just like when you first get there, mm-hmm. but just in general. On making friends, um, on sort of uh, getting comfortable with the area. What's your plan there? So number one, I uh, was thankfully added to a group called Expats in Jinan on Facebook by one of my colleagues, Kelly. Where are they one of the ones that you're going to meet in Detroit on the uh, flight? No, but I'll meet her in Beijing. Okay. And so, um, so yeah, so that's one way I'm planning on meeting people. I've always already reached out to a few people who play music, mm. so I'm hoping to get some jam sessions going. Um, other than that... Uh, Where'd you find these music? Oh, through the group? Through the group on Facebook. Facebook group, yep. okay. Then also I'm hoping to get to know my colleagues at the university and just through friends of friends start to meet people and see how things go. I wonder what the office structure is like in... Um, in uh, like, like what's the inter-office uh, uh, social situation like in, 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 uh, in the schools in China? I'm not sure yet. I'll, You're the I'll only American, right? To, no. Not at my university. Okay. Yeah, there's... I'm not sure. But obviously, you're still the minority. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Most definitely. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm surprised you're not bringing any snacks. Yeah, I'm not. What snacks would you suggest? I would bring Cheez-Its. Oh, good call. Cheez-Its are good to travel with. That's a lot of teas. I would bring um, my favorite animal crackers that you're very familiar with. Uh Uh-huh. I would bring... um, Hmm. Maybe a trail mix, a Chex mix of some sort. Can't go wrong with trail mix. Um, maybe some sort of bar of some sort. Whatever. Choose your favorite bar. I'm not a huge bar person unless it's go- like I'm going to get some drinks. Bar, you know a chewy bar saying. or something. Yeah, but choose your favorite bar. Okay. Throw a couple of those in there. You like Cliff Bars? I'm kind of hit or miss on Cliff Bars. I'm not a huge fan of Cliff Bars. But yeah, I think I would bring some snacks on a flight that long. Uh so are you are you looking into joining? Uh, ooh, now I keep on trying to dip my toe into the WeChat conversations. I can't help it, Chad. Mm-hmm. You Does, need to get WeChat, by the way. Can we talk to each other through WeChat? Yeah, of course. Oh of course. hell yeah! Yeah, we can video chat everything. It's All right, got we're, everything, man. We're talking through WeChat. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll help you get set up after this episode. Okay. It's real easy. Um. So uh, in the you can have it in English, I assume. Yep, mine's in English. Um. Are there are there expat groups you could join through WeChat? Yeah, actually, the the one in, on the Facebook group, I think they have a WeChat group. Is it easier to because Facebook is probably blocked in China? It is, so yep. it's easier with WeChat. Exactly, exactly. And the nice thing is with with uh, WeChat, it's it's a way, yeah, that we can all stay in touch, 
no problem, no, no While worries. While you're there. Right. Now, thankfully, with you and I and with my parents, because we all are... Uh, <laughs> Our Apple sheep, as some people would yes. say, yeah. we can easily stay in touch with iMessage. Oh, so iMessage is not a problem, even if shouldn't it's out of, out of the country. Right. Shouldn't be. So FaceTime's not a problem either. Also shouldn't be a problem. Oh, okay. And I believe because Skype is a part of Microsoft, Skype should also still work. Oh, why are we concerned about this podcast? It'll be fine. Well, let's be know. let's be clear. I'm not concerned. <laughs> Chad's uh, concerned. But that's why I like One of us has to be exactly, worried. Exactly. Exactly. It'll be fine. Um, what does your daily schedule look like? Once you're once you're go up and going, once not, not orient, going. past orientation. Once I'm up and going, let me pull it up. What do you let use to keep track of your schedule? First of all, uh, well, right now because I have no idea what um, sort of email situation they use there. No, uh, do companies use WeChat? Yeah, every, everybody uses. So WeChat, WeChat is something yeah. like a company would use. You know, like for example, my company uses Skype as sort of like our inner. Uh, like chatting, like a lot of companies have inner chatting. You sometimes there's a uh, one called Link. Yep. Like a big company would use WeChat for that. Yeah. And you could have like oh, yeah. a company server for WeChat. I don't know if you can have a company server. Well, like, for but it. you can you can have like, but a company can't have like a like a essentially like a company group that you have to get like a some sort of company password to get into. I have no idea. These okay. Are great questions. I don't know. Okay, Jared. So here's my I, schedule. I just keep wanting to get in, dip into the WeChat. I'll, talk. I'll let you peep it, but I will tell our listeners. So it's a pretty, pretty good schedule. So I have, I believe, twelve. Well, one, two, three, four, five, six. Well, some of these are double hours. So I have about twelve hours of teaching per week, give or take. Okay. Um. So every other Monday, I'll be teaching a methodology class. Um. At two o'clock. Then on Tuesdays, from I'll be teaching from, I believe, 2 to 4.30. So hold on one second. Mm -hmm. You have one class on Wednesday at 8.20 in the morning. Yep. Other than that, your earliest class is 2 in the afternoon. Correct. You literally do not have to... There's our app, my app, our Apple Sheep uh, devices. Uh, yep, going off. <laughs> uh, you don't have to set an alarm at all. No, but I'm going to, so I can get up and do stuff. Okay. Are you yeah. not good at waking up at a, consistently without an alarm? I do, but it's usually around 10 o'clock. Okay, because I was going to say, that's a good point. I text you uh, during the week, and it's shocking to me the time that you respond. Yep. Just casually waking up at 10, 10.30. It's great. I love how you're like, no, I don't need an alarm, but I'll just wake up at almost noon. Uh <laughs> yep, yep. That's that's how I do it over the summer. Yeah, so it looks like a pretty good schedule. Uh -huh. um, now, what's interesting, though, is the methodology courses I'll be teaching are fairly large courses, and... Sat class size, you mean? Yes. Okay. And, is this your first time with a large class size? For the most part, yeah. The, the biggest class I think I've ever taught was 27 students, and that was actually German class. Not Which is not class. terrible, especially for universities. Right. Now, what's interesting, though, is I'll be teaching the methodology course with other other teachers. Like, it's a, like there's different sections, you know, section one, section two, section three, mm -hmm. but they all have the same final exam at the end of the semester. So we have to coordinate with the other teachers on the content and what we're doing. So do you guys have to meet up to make lesson plans? Or is um, it more a broader more, agreement I would, than that? I would think it's more broad, but I'm not sure. I would be open to either. Interesting. But, um, so yeah. are there competitions? Not competitions, because these are children, futures we're talking about. But is there any kind of way of, of assessing which teacher did the best job? Based off of them teaching three different, also so hard because you know students are so different. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's how There's too many variables. I don't know how you'd be able to assess that. I think some of it would be, honestly, it's hard to say. I I would say give the students a survey, 
and which students learn the most, but that could also be whichever ones were the hardest working. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to say, Jared. I'm not really sure. Um, But yeah, I just want all of the students, regardless if they're in my section or not. Oh, that's lovely, Chad. So wow. So yeah, but it looks like a pretty good schedule, and and the whole reason why I'm not teaching on Fridays is so I can go give presentations and workshops at other universities. Do you, you have to find those yourself? I remember you mentioning those. A yes, tiny so I, bit. I have like a what they call like a like a. Oh yeah, I just realized that goes from Monday to Thursday. It's yep. not even Friday on the schedule. Yep. Yep. And so basically, what that means though is, yeah, I'll be going to like the embassy in Beijing to give workshops. I'll be giving one, I think, on September nineteenth, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um. And yeah, so some some of these you can you can send you, messages to the universities. Other ones you will be approached by the embassy or by a university saying, "Hey, we're having they this look conference. for people like you." I hope so. Okay, I hope so. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll find out. We'll find out. Well, what what kind of speeches are they like? What what's the topic? What do you what do you so, what would you talk about? It really depends. I I prefer, you get paid. I assume just uh, kind of curious no about that. no. This is a part okay. of the agreement part of the agreement. Oh. I mean, that's why I work. That's why I'm only working like 12 teaching oh, hours. Oh, that's so so doing that is essentially part of the job. It is. You're expected it's to do It's another responsibility. Exactly. Uh, that is just something that you do to occupy yourself. Nope. Oh, okay. Although that would be something I would probably do to occupy right, myself. Right, right. But, but no, it's part of the responsibility, which I'm really looking forward to because, you know, um, not that I'm uh, a veteran teacher or anything, but, you know, with my five years in the classroom, I've definitely learned some things. And I think... Uh, being educated in the West, you get a different perspective than the way they are taught in the East. Yeah. And so I'm hoping to really try to help them teach communicative language teaching, task-based language teaching, improve their speaking and listening classes with fun and exciting activities, also involving music in the classroom as well. And in a selfish way, it's uh, it's like um, it looks good on your resume to say sure. you did that. Of course. And it's definitely like a step, like a career step, you know? Of course. And in the future, Jared, I would love to be a teacher trainer or a director. Interesting. I mean, that's kind of what your classes uh, that you're teaching are leaning towards. Because exactly. As we mentioned on a relatively previous episode, um, you're teaching Chinese students how to teach English. You're not teaching them English. Correct. Yeah, they have already had English by now. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're if they expect to be teachers, their English should be pretty good. Exactly. Yeah. And and if you look, like my sections are all junior classes other than the freshman speaking class I'll be teaching. Right. So you're teaching pretty, you know, I don't know, quote unquote advanced, but a higher level right. classes. Right. Now, I will say this though, Jared, this Does, will be an adjustment because I'm I'm more used to being the facilitator and not the lecturer. Right. But I think with these methodology classes in some ways I will have to be the lecturer. Do you get excited or intimidated or both? I'd say more excited. I think I think the only thing that I'm intimidated about is as as you know, if you've listened to our podcast, I can go off on tangents. Right. And so really sticking to the material and making sure the students are learning everything they need to learn so they can succeed in the classes. Will because, it be... Oh, sorry. Because the students could very well ask me really good questions that are related to teaching methodology. Right. But sadly, the truth of education is a lot of times we teach to the test. And so I don't want to teach my students all this other cool stuff. But then when they go to take the exam and they fail it. Right. Is that one class with a break, five-minute break? Which one? Is that what the time is saying on the side here where it says the time? That is the break. Yeah, there's five minutes. Okay, so it's a two-hour class Mm -hmm. with a five-minute break in the middle. Yes, most of them, unless otherwise stated. Like these, it's from 3 to 4.30. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think... So this, I assume, and this is just from what I'm 
picking up here. It seems like this is going to be more of a lecturing situation than a interaction sort of situation. Correct. That seems like it could be a struggle for you to adjust to because this you you sort of uh, you know I'm, I'm not I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you seem to have sort of a, an aversion to that sort of just straight up lecture. But it doesn't seem like you really have an option based off of what you're teaching. And based off of just the number of students in there, like that's not really a conversation size of students. Correct. That's is is that something like you're you're um, I don't want to say I don't want to ask you if you're looking forward to it, but is it sort of a bummer almost? Where it's like, yeah, I'm excited. This is a new step in my career, mm-hmm. but it is unfortunate that I kind of have to give in to this style of teaching that I'm not a huge fan of. I think I'm just going to try to make it my own. Okay. I think I'm going to try to have lecturing in there but also i had an amazing teacher for my methodology course in grad school and she did a great job of delegating different things and she would basically use every class we had and this is why i loved her class to show and demonstrate different activities and way to teach certain things oh so she would use you guys as the students and like teach you how to oh so it was a little more hands-on correct and i'm hoping to do that there if it's possible Mm. now it really depends because i think a couple of the other teachers are um chinese uh, uh, Chinese teachers, so they're so they might have a different opinion on how that course should be taught. And how do the students react to this? Are they used to that sort of interactive teaching? Is it going to be easy uh, to get them involved in that sort of thing? I'm not sure. I'll tell you. I'll tell you after my <laughs> yeah, first we'll, week. We'll, we'll get back out. to that. We'll find out. It also is interesting that uh, your program did seem to. You're t- we were talking about this during your orientation here in DC. There, I say here because it's not uh, 13 hours away in China. Right. Um, they're, you're, they're talking about, you're talking about how they sort of encourage you to talk about uh, your experience on social media mm-hmm. and share, uh, like, uh, you know, your class, pictures from the classroom. For me personally, that makes me a little more comforting. That's a little more comforting for me is what I meant to say. Because okay. at least when you were in, in Czech Republic, I don't think it mattered, but you, you did at least start off way more concerned to talk about Fulbright, to even talk about like um, right. sort of the specifics of what's happening with your program. I think you loosened up as we went on, especially once we had Ravi on because he is a Fulbright, mm-hmm. oh, and David, yep. because you did have other Fulbrighters that clearly didn't care. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess I guess for me, just because, you know, we joke around and sometimes we talk about some more controversial topics. Yeah, um, I think I think we're not as bad as you think we probably are, Probably not, probably not. But I think that the show, we just have different lines also for what's a, That's a terrible joke. That's true. Um, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it, and, and I'm happy to promote the English Language Fellowship on social yeah. media, on this podcast as well. I think it's a great opportunity. Uh, as, as we may have mentioned in previous episodes, there are we have the biggest number this year of 202 of us, I think, mm-hmm. in 89 oh, in different countries. Yeah, in 89 different countries around the world. And I really think we're doing a great thing out there, and we're really trying to help a lot of other countries, not only the students, but the teachers, yeah. by giving them professional professional development opportunities and a lot of great things. And we enjoy doing teacher episodes. Um, we haven't done them as often, but that's just because you've been at home doing nothing, sleeping all day. That's true. <laughs> uh, that's true. But once you're working again and you're in a situation that's a teaching situation that's completely different than anything that we've ever, we, I'm not experiencing it, <laughs> than you've ever experienced, it'll be interesting to, to you know, bring, make, bring those back a little bit more and use it as a great way to talk about, you know, just social situations uh, and, and, you know, the different cultural differences, which we like to talk about Absolutely. here at the Untranslatable Absolutely. Podcast. Hey, I have a quick question. Sure. What's the time difference? Uh, 12 hours. Straight up 12 hours? Yep, straight up 12 so hours. So it's easy? Yep. Okay. 
And based off of your schedule, it should be no problem for us to record. Exactly. Uh, you can even do it set, well eight or well, eight o'clock night. any day of uh, any day of the week other than Wednesday we could do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes me happy too. It'll be easy for us. I because a little part of me thought that I'd be like, you know, getting up Waking at two up in the morning early, or something no, like no, that. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> yeah, like it, right, I got a nap at eight o'clock, wake right. up at two, edit it at four in the morning. The fun. The funny <laughs> thing is though, it's just a different. Um, window of time yeah because when i was in the czech republic there was like a certain window that would work that wouldn't work it'll be the same thing here i feel like i feel like eight to noon one way or eight to midnight one way or another will work yep Mm -hmm. um for either of us um, yeah either way towards the midnight side makes it more difficult for the both of us right we'll have jobs but otherwise yeah i think i'm not concerned about the time difference really um, I guess it might be the lo- internet logistics, but right. But we'll we'll figure it out. So twelve hours. Sure. Uh, I read. I, I was looking up uh, tips for expats about Jinan. I did not find much. I'm gonna be yep. honest with you. What What'd you find? But I did find that the people of Jinan are nice. Have you heard that and very friendly? I well, I've heard that people in China in general can be very hospitable. Hospitable. I can't talk okay. today. Okay. And friendly towards I didn't know foreigners. That. I didn't yep. know that. I didn't know that was sort of like a common stereotype. And from what I've heard too, is they're just very curious. Because because they th- they don't see a ton, ah. <laughs> right? They don't see a ton of foreigners there. Depending on where, if you're in Beijing or Shanghai, that's a little different, right? And even Jinan, I mean, I think there's a decent sized expat community, but if you go to like a fourth, fifth, sixth tier city, um, yeah, you're not going to see many at all. I actually heard most of the expats usually are either students or teachers. Mm-hmm. So that so um, I'm sure on WeChat you can find like expat teacher groups very easily. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And expats seem to love ex like talking about being expats. Yeah, I hope I don't become that expat, but I might. I didn't. I I I didn't even realize you could. I mean, when you were in Czech Republic, theoretically you were an expat. It didn't even really dawn on me because I I and, uh, until randomly like once you're already back because like, you'd never used that term before. Right. I mean, the other thing we've is... we've the- been on an expat podcast and you never even really. Yeah. Made it clear that you were an expat. Right. That's Check true. Check us out on the expat cast. That's true. With Nicole. Um, I don't know. I think the thing is, is in the Czech Republic, it was different because I was the only American in the entire town. Right. Whereas in China, I will not, which will be kind of nice. But I also want to try to And the community is stronger, friends. I think, in a more sort of... A, Small town. A smaller town yeah, and a culture sure. that is that more, you're less used to. Right. And I was lucky to have amazing colleagues at my school there that made me feel very welcome. And I think it will be very similar here, but I think the difference will be is the ones that I'll probably spend the most time with will probably be the expat teachers because they'll have a similar schedule. Right. And, and some of them may have families, but a lot of them, their families will probably be over there with them. So it's a little different, whereas my Chinese colleagues will, you know, they'll be going home to their families. Mm-hmm, right. They'll have other responsibilities. So but it's a little different. And none of them are going to be around your age without families? I think a lot of people in their mid to late 20s... Are already married at that point? Could be, yeah. I, I think, but I could be wrong. What's the rush? People enjoy life. Right. I, beats me, man. Take a trip to Canada. <laughs> beats me, that's true. Let me tell you, though, Jared, just a couple things to kind of wrap up our preparation, okay. uh, the main segment. I think the biggest thing for me for the preparation, one was, and I, and I hate to say this in one way because there's still a lot of people I was hoping to see this summer that I didn't get to see. Right. But that was a big thing for me was making sure I could see a lot of my friends. You betcha. 
We I got apologize. to see each other a lot. Right. I apologize to all my friends out in East Lansing and Lansing. I never made it out this summer, and I was hoping to. He doesn't care. I, I do care. Jared doesn't care. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. So, I don't even know these people. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah. I do so, like following Krishna on Instagram. He's great. He's a, he has he's a great, great Instagram. He does. And I, did, I always enjoy the few times I used to hung out with him back when you were. I guess it was more than a few he's times. He's a cool guy. But, I really. And I didn't get to see him. So, Krishna, yeah. I'm sorry I couldn't see you this summer. Hopefully next summer we'll find. I don't think I, I don't think your car moved once the entire time you were here, <laughs> and I, I feel like I'm probably gonna drive when we go to uh, Ann Arbor too. I was gonna ask you if, you, if you wanted to. That's so if funny. I want to. Right. I've been ho- I've been waiting to chauffeur chat around That's Ann right. Arbor. That's right. Um, but yeah, so the big thing for the preparation was trying to see as many friends as I could. Mm-hmm. Also spent a lot of time with my parents and my family, which was great. Um, and the other thing for preparation too was. I tried to do some research on Jinan, tried to do some research on, uh, you know, I have a couple little phrases and sayings under my belt in Mandarin, Shisha. right? Shisha, which means thank you. Mama hoo um, <laughs> There you go. Um, so, yeah, and I think the biggest thing, though, too, is now, you know, Jared, Jared really knows this. Most of you won't, but months ago, I was kind of terrified of the idea of going there yeah. because of the air pollution. I had heard a lot of kind of horror stories. And I really felt like, and this is what I was telling you back then, like, it, it seems like you were really, like, seeking out the scary stuff. Like I was. You were, you were just, it was like a confirmation bias, essentially. Where yeah. It's like, if you, if you wonder what sort of the stuff to be scared about in Jinan or in China, you're going to find bad stuff. Of course. <laughs> you can right. do that at most places. Right. And now I'm not really that scared. I'm very excited. I'm a little nervous just because it's all going to be so new. I mean, that's, but that's natural. Yeah. yeah. You're going to a brand new country to work for 10 months. Exactly. But I'm super excited and I'm so thankful and fortunate to have this opportunity. And I think it will bring us a lot of funny and interesting stories throughout. Yeah. Uh, throughout my year in, in Jinan. So I think it'll be great. I, I'm I, I'm super excited. You know, I make jokes about how it'll be great content for the for the podcast, which is true. I'm serious. I guess it's not really a joke. <laughs> right. But like, I am very excited to, to the fact that we do do this podcast together. Uh, do do. And so it'll be um, <laughs> like, it is cool to, to, to hear and learn about these things firsthand and have. And, you know, I, I felt when you were in Czech Republic, I almost felt kind of lucky as far as like you know your family and stuff, because even though you talk to your family pretty regularly, I feel like no one got as much info and insights as I did. Just because I think I, you're right. I, I, we talk so consistently, and I pull them out of you because we do a podcast about right. the stuff. Right. And and the other thing is too about preparing for something like this. I, for me, at least, what I did, which maybe isn't the right thing, it depends on the person. Okay. But all the clothing and stuff I brought, if if I were, if a suitcase were to be lost, or if I were to be robbed, or something, none <laughs> this of is it, some classic Chad. Uh, <laughs> no, none of it really has. I mean, I, I, I like a lot of the clothing I'm taking. Right, you don't want to go robbed, is what you're saying. Right, right. <laughs> but but the thing is, is that none of it is. You're not so bringing important. your Gucci or Prada. I'm not. Believe okay. it or not, no. Um, you know, and that's the thing is, I think for me, I always have a better peace of mind when I travel with something that I know can be replaced. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. have so much sentimental value to me where it's like, oh no, if I lose this, you know, I'm going to be heartbroken, right? Yeah. Um, you did say you so were yeah. going to get a smaller audio interface. I didn't do it. No, didn't but I'm it. glad you did it. Bringing this with me. I'm well, glad you're bringing I that one. I looked at like a smaller one. version of this and it's only, you know, it's only right. a couple it's inches smaller. It's not that much smaller for one XLR lighter. port. Right. And so here, like, this, I like having the two as well because you never know. It's nice. Yeah, I could, if I, if I try to dabble in some singing and songwriting... I could plug. Oh, that's not what I meant. I meant guests. Here. Look Put forward to too. some. I'm sure we're gonna have guests. Yeah, I hope so. I yeah. really hope so. 
Um, I already have a few in mind for over there. Oh, but, perfect. But we'll, we'll, awesome. We can talk about that later. Yeah. But yeah, and the, the other thing too about preparation for something like this is I think it's very important for you to go into it with a very open mind. Yes, and, you and have also to. also be aware, at least for me, because I don't have the, the Chinese language skills. And I'm going to be honest with you, Jared. I think I probably could have diligently tried to study the summer and I still would not have good enough survival skills. Yeah. So that's kind of why probably would have distressed that was my you excuse to not do it too it, much. It's obviously just an excuse, but well, I understand where you're coming it's, from. It's, it's kind of true. And the other thing about it, too, is that um, I, I, am, I am aware and I have accepted the fact that when I go over there, essentially I'm going to be kind of like an infant. Yeah. Like, I can't do anything on my own. Like, I, I can't, can't even read. I can't, right. Can't read. Can't buy train tickets. I can do some of this stuff on my phone. Do they have translators like you showed me in Czech Republic? Yeah, they do. Ooh. And I need to download. Actually, I, I have some stuff to do tonight. You can do it through WeChat. Right. I, I, well, you can translate some stuff on WeChat. Also, Google Translate is usable over there, although most Google things are blocked in China. That one can, they allow. They do. And you can get download an offline Chinese. Uh, like packet from the Google Translator app. So I'm going to do that oh, as well. Oh, so like it has like an amount of words that without internet you can right. use the camera function. Exactly, exactly. Ooh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's technology is great, man. Oh, I love I, that. I have, I'm taking two or three portable batteries to charge my phone and my other electronics. <laughs> so I hopefully will not go without my phone. Uh, the thing your is precaution once, is hilarious, but right. I appreciate it as well. Because, well, the thing is, is once I get my WeChat set up with my pay and everything, I mean, I, I know a few people that lived in China that literally didn't even go with their wallet. Like, they just go with their phone. Because you can pay oh, for everything yeah. on your phone, get your your Uber. How does that work? Is it like Apple Pay kind of situation? No, so the way it works, from my understanding, is it, you link a bank account to it, and there's a QR code on your WeChat. You hold up the QR code, and the cash register will oh. scan it, and it takes it. It's kind of like a virtual debit card. I'm kind of afraid to use, like, Apple Pay for some reason. I don't know yeah, why. I haven't used it yet. Like, either. obviously, my, my one of my credit card is, cards right. is hooked up to uh, iTunes, mm -hmm. but I get uncomfortable with the idea of all my credit cards being on my phone. Right. So just some worded advice, words of advice for some people out there. If you ever do something like this, go somewhere for 10 months, especially in a country where you can't read or write in the language, you don't speak it. Um, you know, be aware that things are just going to take much longer to get accomplished. Yes. If you want to open a bank account, make sure you go with someone who speaks a language. If you want to... Can you get... Is it, is it, is it, are there a lot of opportunities for you to get scammed? Probably. Or is it more I, like I know, street related stuff? I know of a few of them. I mean, I've been told that you pay the foreigner price at any place you haggle because right. they'll just automatically charge you Start higher. Start higher. And because I can't speak the language, it'll and be difficult for me to really haggle too much. Listen, I realize I've been being mean to you a lot this episode. <laughs> and I don't mean to be mean, but I don't take you for being a good haggler at all. Nope. Nope. I'm going to have to grow a bit more of a backbone while I'm over yeah, there. Yeah. But I, I think, think it'll so. be good. I th I'm. You know, I've, I've read a lot of stuff about China, and one thing that I've read that resonated through almost everything I read was a lot of expats try to go to China to change China. You will not change China, but China will definitely change you. Mm. Interesting. On that note, China will also change you because you will hopefully be bringing some Chinese songs of the pod oh, you better believe to uh, the Untranslatable podcast in a couple, uh, a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for now, we have one that we found on um, one of our favorite uh, favorite sites for international music. Uh, they always it's called Colors, and they always have uh, uh, modern music from all around the world. And um, 
This lovely lady, what's her name? You have it in front of you. Her name is Myra Andrade, I believe. That's how you say uh-huh. it. Mm-hmm. You got to uh, hit the little, uh, you're on your computer. What? We can't hear anything. Uh, her name's, what's her name again? My, Maya, Myra Andrade. And what's the name of the song? The song is called Tan Kala... Mm. So we did... Tan, tan <laughs> Kalakatan, I believe. So we, we uh, discovered that she's from uh, Cape Verde, mm-hmm. which is in Africa? It's off the coast, yeah, of, I believe, Senegal and Gambia. Okay, mm-hmm. wow. Uh, and it's called Cape Verde, but they call it Cabo Verde. Uh-huh. And that's probably because that's how you would say it in Portuguese, because that's Correct. what they speak there. Which I assume is probably a very interesting and very lovely uh, dialect of Portuguese. I mean, obviously, it's a dialect of Portuguese. Right. But um, I'm sure it's, at least if it sounds anything like her singing, right. I'd be very happy to listen to it. How would you describe the song, Jared? Um, Maybe like... um. Like soul, okay. Like a what is that? Like a neo soul. I get, I get like a slow reggae feel almost. I get a soul feel, but okay. I think the reggae is just because of the culture, you know. Could be. Well, it's at least for me they have the piano going on the off beats. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I see what and you're so saying. So that now. to me gives it that kind of reggae or even maybe island ish feel i mean it's definitely island feeling yeah um, but it sounds like an island spin on like a kind of a neo soul song to that's me. fair yeah she has a beautiful voice mm-hmm. um oh it's such a good song and we have the lyrics it's yeah. actually so just so you know jared tan kalakatan is empty you got to eat that mic a little bit. You're it's, losing it. It's empty. I know you've been, you been angry out. with this uh, stand. I know, right? <laughs> this is what happens when you get it in your bundle with Amazon. Anyways. Thanks for giving me the good one. Right? No no kidding. That's that's how that's how you know I value you as a friend, Jared. <laughs> Getting scoliosis over here. Just enjoying your mic. Anyways, though. So the song is called Empty. And it's basically about, you know, when you, I guess the way you feel when somebody leaves you. Mm, okay. Empty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say this, the vocals... Everyone will feel that at some point right. in their life. Right. I feel like the vocals have a bit of a somber tone to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like um, like a pleading sort of sound to it. Uh-huh. Like yeah. why sort of sound to it. Right. Exactly. So yeah, but it's an awesome song. Check it out by Myra Andrade. Tan Kalakatan. I can kind of say it now a little can bit. Can I see it? Hold on. Twist it towards me. Tan Kalakatan. There we go. Tan Boom. Kalakatan. So yeah, it's a great song. Check it out on our YouTube channel, Untranslatable Podcast, and it will you be betcha. up there for you. So Jared, I have That's a new right. Chinese word for you today. Okay. And the word is, let me hear it one more time, is Maoxian, and it means adventure. Adventure. Okay. Maoxian. I have a, uh, oh, so Sydney and I have been watching Falsely Identitad. Mm-hmm. That show's really taking a turn, bro. Uh-oh. There's now selling of 18-year-old girls oh, geez. to okay. the cartel. There's There's been some, I don't even like to use this word on the podcast, rape. Oh, It's okay. just, I didn't expect it to go this deep. And both of us are like, this is kind of intense. But for now, we're still watching it. Um, but that has nothing to do with my uh, <laughs> my word. But uh, that is whenever I, I think of the Spanish word, I do think of me having watched uh, Falsa Identitat. My word is buena suerte. It means uh, good luck. Yeah, man. And buena I suerte. wanted to wish you a buena suerte. 
I appreciate I'm, it. I'm, I'm proud of you. You betcha. Uh, it's, this is a big deal. And it's, it's um, as I said a second ago, it's, uh, I'm glad that I can be on this journey with you. Yeah, it'll be fun. It, see it happening firsthand. You can live vicariously through me for now. Yeah, we'll Easy. chat. Let's, let's, you know, when you were in Czech Republic, we used um, Facebook all the time. Right. And I don't have a problem using Facebook. It's WeChat. there. WeChat. We're using WeChat right. from now on. Sounds good. Yeah. I have a little bonus, little Spanish word of the pod, not to steal your thunder. Okay, but, but you're I, going I, to. I, I'm going to. <laughs> I love Buenos Suerte. It's a great one. Okay. Uh, another good one that I that I thought you might say today mm. was uh, Bien Viaje. Oh, good, like a Bon Viage. Boy, yeah. Bon Voyage. Good trip. Or good, have a good journey. But, you know, I'll tell you what. I think I like Buena Suerte. As I was better. saying Buena Suerte, I was actually thinking about saying, I was like, how did I not think of Bon Voyage? Right. Oh, maybe I did think, oh, Bon Voyage. I said that like <laughs> such an American. Maybe I did think of Bon Voyage, but I, I thought that that would be too obvious. And I That's thought, fair. I knew you'd probably knew, know that one, but you might not know Good Luck. But hey, you knew right. both of them. And this is why I like having you as my untranslatable co-host. I, I try to be a cultured individual sometimes, Jared. <laughs> what can I say? You're so classy. So, Jared, yes. we're keeping it classy today and no jokes, unfortunately. Now, this has been a... We, we've, we've had a lot of good stuff to talk about here. We don't need to uh, That's true. cheapen this episode. That is true. Jokes. But I do want to <laughs> give a quote of the pod today. And I yeah. think the biggest quote for any big life change, any preparation to a big life change, the most important things, in my opinion, are friends, mm-hmm. flexibility... I wish I had another F for you guys to keep the alliteration going, but also... An open mind. Friends, flexibility, and... And a friggin' open mind, Jerry. And a friggin' open mind. I think those and are... And freedom. The... That'll Friends, work too. Flex- flexibility, and freedom is kind of similar, though. Yeah. Right. I agree with you. Or <laughs> I was trying to workshop it for you. I agree with you, though. I, I, I think that... Um, uh, you know, people hear people hear that you're doing this, and they have all sort of uh, <gasps> sort of reactions. Yep, usually. And, it's, and I think maybe you don't think this, but you would agree with me that um, when someone has that reaction, your re- reaction to them is probably like, anyone can do this. You could do this too. Yep. And it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, it might be harder because you chose a career that specifically puts you in these positions. Right. But if you find that career and, and cared about it, you could do this too. Like, I'm not doing anything out of the ordinary. And not I'm not trying to cheapen what you're doing because it does take, you know, experience and it does take a lot of, you know, you have to find these things and work for them. But uh, yeah, it's 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 you have to you just have to want to do it. I think, mm-hmm. and I love that you want to do that stuff. And you just got to be willing to take the plunge. And I yeah. think it's worth taking the plunge. And it's so easy to find excuses why you can't do it. I think because right. I, I think I do that sometimes when I look for or I'm not looking for a job right now. Just to be clear, but when I am, if any employers are listening to this, but when I consider the idea of working abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about more about the obstacles rather than trying to make it happen. Absolutely. Yeah. And I have to say, I'm very fortunate to be in a position where I still can do these things. Yeah. You know, I've, I've heard this billions of times from people. You got to do it while you're young. And now's the time. And so yeah, you're you got to take now. advantage of it. Exactly. So, so yeah. So <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you have any questions about my China preparation or packing or anything of the sort, let us know at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to experience Jared's keen wit and see some good tweets, check us out on Twitter, Untranslatable1. If you want to hear some more amazing music, kind of like Tan Kalakatan, uh, check us out on YouTube, Untranslatable Podcast. And lastly, please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. We would really appreciate it. Let us know how we can make this podcast even better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yakuyame, muchas gracias. And shush.